0: Uh, three of my longest tenured friends will be heading out this week uh, for mission excursions, and uh, <clears throat> I want to I want to I wanna call them down here. We're, we're going to pray over them. Wayne and Jean will be going to Africa. Uh, Wade Hutchison is going to be going to Guatemala to get on a mule and uh, and, and go do some work. So, would you three come down here? Yeah. Are we going to pray for him? All right. Well, is Gene not going on this trip? Not this trip? Okay, this is Kurt. Right. Why don't you come stand in for him? There you go. So we got we got we got a mission field in Southern Africa, we got one in Central America, and we got one in Brooklyn of all places. Any elders who are here, would you come down and and uh and lay hands on on these and then with the rest of you just uh Just stand and stretch your hands out this way. Father, I thank you for your grace and I thank you for your mercy and I thank you for your calling. And Lord, I I know that each each of these three trips that are represented here, Father, are in response to your calling. It's not just our idea. It's not just something cool to do. It is your calling. And so, Father, I, I pray for your protection. I pray for your covering I pray, Father God, most of all for your fruitfulness, because apart from you, we can do nothing. And so, Lord, I, I pray that, that Kurt and the team that's with him, that, that Wayne, as he goes to, to Africa, Wade, as he as he goes to Central America, I pray that they would be immersed in you, Father. I pray that this would be a, a total immersion experience where they see you in, uh, at, every, at every turn, where they see you on every face, where they, where they see you in every place that they go. And I pray, Father, that you would use them to bring the message and the, and the life of the kingdom to the places where they are called. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. You can remain standing. We're going to read one, one verse of Scripture. And uh, before we do read it, because it is one verse, I, it, this isn't necessarily the one that I'm going to preach on. But it is real pertinent to the matter, and it's a verse that it only took me about 50 years to discover what it really said, so that it smacked me upside the head. I hope it smacks all of you upside the head as we read it together here. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power and the life that are in your word. I pray, Father, that you would come and smack us upside the head today, Father. Change our way of thinking. Help us to see what you see. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Um, I will never forget, uh, well, as long as I live. I mean, in heaven, I might not care. But, uh, you know, I'll never forget my first day in freshman English in college for, because of one thing that the, that the teacher said. And, uh, you know, it's, it's strange. You, you go through life and, and the things that stick with you. Uh, somebody will say something and it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, but 40 years later, it just never left you. Uh, and this is, this is one of those things. And if you've been here for quite a while, you may have heard me share this before, but uh, he got up and he told a little joke in class. He said, how can you tell you're in a freshman English class? You ask what is truth, and you get an answer. And uh, and I thought, uh, I mean, it, it really, you know, I mean, it, it it hit me. And you might you might go, uh, oh, well, that's what's wrong with college. I mean, you send them off there, and, and they start messing with their heads and and doing all this stuff. Uh, no, that's not what's wrong with college, uh, because the truth of the matter is. The fact of the matter is, I want to be precise, the fact of the matter is, the answer to that question is very simple. And I knew it, but I didn't know that I knew it. And I don't know if I would know that I knew it now until it had that question not resonated, had that little joke not resonated in my heart for a number of years. And I finally read a scripture where I went, oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, one of the most famous lines in the American cinema in talking about truth, uh, whether you've seen the movie or not, and, and, and half of you have probably already going, yeah, yeah. Uh, For a few good men, Jack Nicholson barking out, you can't handle the truth. yeah, And uh, technically that wasn't what he meant uh, because they weren't actually talking about truth at that point in time. They are talking about something else. What he technically meant is, you can't handle the facts. okay? Uh, and sometimes we have a hard time handling facts. We, um, uh, sometimes it's because the facts are so disturbing. Uh, a heinous crime has been committed, or um, a terrible accident has taken place. And I, and I don't have to go through enumerating any of them. I mean, you read about them every day. Basically, uh, if you if you bother to, they're certainly certainly out there. Um, children being taken from their parents. I mean, that's that's disturbing. Um, rank injustice being committed. That's disturbing. It happens every minute of every day somewhere in the world, and it's disturbing. Those facts are disturbing. Sometimes we can't handle the facts because of our lack of humility. Uh, leading us to delusion about ourselves. Everyone should have the experience of running an audition for a play, and everyone should also have the experience of auditioning for a play. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. I, you, skydiving is nothing. Audition for a play. If you got guts, you know, that's, that's where. That's, that's stepping out on the, on the edge. Uh, but the thing about auditioning for a play, it's not that some people are more talented and some people are less talented. You know, that's, that, that is what it is. And in fact, if you're less talented and you audition for a play, God bless you. I mean, seriously, God love you. That, that, that's great. But occasionally you get someone auditioning from a, for a play, and they're maybe less talented, and they are not aware of this. And and you and and maybe you've got maybe you don't have enough people or something, and you have a role. And so you offer them a role. And they and their reply is, no, nah, no, nah, I wanted that role. It's, it's, you're an idiot. But but the other side also happens too. Sometimes somebody'll come in and they're and they're quite talented and they just and they don't know it. You know, and you and you go, man, I don't have a good role to give to them, but I'll give them the, they're, they're not gonna take this, you know. This this isn't good enough for them. You know, and they're just so happy to just be in it. He's kind of go, well, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that's great. So so sometimes we, we can't handle facts because we don't have a good estimation of who we are. And it's not just talent, sometimes it's how we look. Mirrors are not your friends. In fact, the older you get, the less friendly your mirror gets. <laughs> At least that's a case of me, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. I let's just say I don't clean mine anymore. <laughs> just Oh, well that's a speck on the mirror there. Yeah. Our social standing you know sometimes sometimes we, we we just can 't handle the facts about that sometimes we can 't handle facts because of what 's been done to us we 've been rejected for something or someplace and that's that's hard or, or we've got our heart broken Or we uh maybe we're there was really genuine abuse in our lives we can 't handle that however uh we're not really talking about facts today. Uh, and if you've been here for very long, you've probably heard me say this before, but I want to drive this home again. Facts and truth are two different things. They are not the same thing at all, at all, at all. Two different critters. Facts can be truthful, but that doesn't mean they're true. Somebody, somebody can say to you, uh, you know, you're ugly and, and you're stupid. You know, and, they, and they're truthfully expressing their opinion. But they're wrong. Yeah. Or they may say you're beautiful and you're intelligent, and they're truthfully expressing their opinion in there. Never mind. Uh, and obviously there are lies that masquerade as facts. And boy, do we have a deluge of that in our in our culture now? And and sometimes there are lies that masquerade as truth. But th- these are two, these are two different things. Uh, and, and the basic difference is facts. Can change truth doesn't. What I what I see in the mirror has changed over the years. Uh, As believers, not only can we handle the truth, we we are fully expected to handle and be immersed in the truth. That that is part of the deal. That is that that is part of the journey that we're supposed to be on. And if we will do this. Truth will fight our battles. It really will. So that that brings us back to um, Freshman English 101. What is truth? When Jesus was arrested, the issue uh, on the surface was that he had claimed to be a king. That wasn't the real issue. The real issue was mainly political, as it often is, but uh, it also had to do with jealousy. It had to do with entrenched powers trying to hold on to their their position. It, it, it had to do with people who uh, just went, well, you know, we don't agree with him. But those were really the issues. But on the surface, the issue was he's claiming to be a king. And uh, this was a great battle in Jesus' life. In, in fact, probably the greatest battle in Jesus' life. Would he allow himself... To be subjected to injustice. I mean, this is this is the uh, the King of the Universe, the the Judge of the Universe, and will He allow Himself to be unjustly treated, to be unjustly uh, uh, convicted? Would He allow Himself to humiliation? Very God of very God would he allow himself by the creatures that he created to be humiliated would he allow himself to be uh, tortured would he, would the author of life allow himself to be killed he didn't have to you know i mean he that that wasn't you know he he told his uh, he told his disciples earlier said you know i i could call i could call 12 legions of angels if i wanted to right now you know put put your sword away peter that's that's not the way i'm doing this and the old testament we learned that one angel could, could wipe out 185,000 of the enemy in one night. So 12 legions could do some could do some damage. Yeah, He didn't have to let this be... But if he didn't, if he lost this battle and didn't go through with this, then we're all lost and we're all going to die. And the Father's will is not going to be fulfilled... and and God's justice will not be satisfied. You see, here's the issue. God is a holy God, and that is truth. That cannot change. We are unholy, and for us to... So there's a separation between us and God. For us to be in the presence of God, I mean, toast. Uh, that's, That's not possible. Just can't happen because He's holy and we're not. So what's the solution? Well, the solution is something has to happen to make us holy. And God can't just go, oh, that's okay. I'll, I'll just forgive them. You're, you're holy, you're holy, you're holy, you're holy. No, 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 no. Because not only is God holy, he's just. And so the justice of God had to be satisfied. And that's why Jesus had to go to the cross. So he could make a way for us. That that is the sacrifice that satisfied God's justice, the only sacrifice that that could. And the crux of the matter comes when when Jesus tells Pilate that his kingdom is not of this world. He says, uh, uh, My kingdom is not of this world. Pilate says, They're they're saying you're a king. What do you say? He says, My kingdom's not of this world. If it were, my soldiers would, I mean, my soldiers, my followers would, would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. My kingdom is from another place. And and Pilate seizes on this because you're a king then. And Jesus basically drops the mic. You say I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone who's on the side of truth listens to me. There it is. See, the facts were that Jesus was arrested, Jesus was bound, Jesus was in danger of being consigned to a a, a horrible death. But Jesus wasn't looking at the facts. He was looking at the truth. beyond The the, the facts were clamoring all around him for his attention, but he was looking at something else. He, he, He was looking at something immutable. He was looking at the truth that would sustain him in this battle, sustain him. In this this trial, Pilate was a man who was bound to facts. And so he then asked the essential question He says, What is truth? And I think it was probably more along the lines of, What is truth? Because the Bible says he then turned and left. He didn't wait for an answer. I mean, he was looking in the face of truth. He was looking, he was talking to the only person who could really take him there. And he, he doesn't even wait for an answer. Too bad Pilate wasn't in a freshman English class. Too bad Pilate wasn't in Cool Church. Wasn't in the kindergarten class back there. See, so get an answer. When Glenn Lindsay, who was the teacher who, who made this little joke, Uh, and and became a very influential man in my life. When when Glenn Lindsay told the little joke in freshman English, I had totally blanked on something that I had read probably a dozen times up until that point, but it just wasn't something that had come home to me. And, uh, And it was actually at least a couple of decades later before it did come home to me. And I went, oh, wait a minute. I remember that question, and here's the answer. Simple as it can be. John 17, 17. Jesus says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Whatever God says is truth. His words are like silver refined in a furnace of fire, purified seven times. His words spoke the universe into existence and, and it's by his every word that proceeds out of His mouth that we live. That's truth. That's truth. And, and, and I, I use the passage that I did at the beginning because, uh, like I said, we can do nothing against the truth. And, and boy, that, that really, you know, we can oppose it, but we can't change it. We can rail against it. It's not going to change anything. We, 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 can, we can change facts. We can't change truth. The expected passage really for a sermon like this, and where I almost went, um, and where we're going to go for a few minutes now is John 8, 31, 32. It says this, you know it to the Jew, or at least you know half of it. To the Jews who believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And freedom is something we're fighting for. Freedom is something worth having. And we usually only hear the, uh, the verse 32, and we actually usually only hear it without the first word. We usually only hear you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And it usually comes at the end of somebody unloading a bunch of facts that they think on you. Let, let me just tell you what it is right now, how things are, and now you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. No, I just know what you think, and That's not the truth. But verse 31 is essentially linked to verse 32. Uh, Then is there at the beginning of that sentence because it needs to be there because it it is linked to something. And so here's three essential takeaways from the passage. And the first one is this. Jesus was speaking to believers. He's speaking to believers. To those who believed on him, this is what Jesus said. He wasn't speaking to people who didn't believe. The freedom that comes from the truth starts with faith. Starts with faith. Without faith, there is no such thing as truth. Doesn't exist without faith. Even, uh, even, well, and let me just say this, you know, everybody has faith. Some people just deny it. They don't call it that. Some people, you know, uh, well, my faith is in what I can see. My faith is in what I can prove. What a stupid thing to put your faith in. Have you ever seen anything that was deceptive? Okay, I have. Me, you know, me and Alan. Have you have you ever have you ever proved something only to find out later on that uh, that wasn't that wasn't the case? Yeah, no. but even with, without faith, there's no such thing. As, even those from other faiths, they may they, their faith may be in an error, but they know that, that truth exists. They know it's out there. They know there's something out there to pursue. Those who those who claim to have no faith cannot have cannot allow for the existence of truth. All they they know is that facts and that facts are constantly in in flux. And so Jesus is speaking to those who, who believed in him. And he said this, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. He didn't say, if you learn my teaching, you're really my disciples. He didn't say, if you learn how to unpack my teaching and explain it real well, you're really my disciples. He didn't say if you if you learn if you learn the Greek behind the, the King James Bible, you know, then you're you're really my disciples. No, 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 no. He said if you if you hold to Christ's teaching, and what that means is to live by what he taught. Now I'm not saying, you know, that it's that you don't need to learn, and I'm not slamming, you know, knowing the original languages. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to read the Bible if 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 somebody didn't know it. And, and but what I'm saying is. He's saying something about how you live, not about what you have, not about what you've just, some knowledge that you've gained. We all fall down. no, Nobody bats a thousand in it, but the journey continues. The, the journey goes on. It's only by continuing to walk in the light that, that, that He has given us that truth truly begins to... To invade and take over our lives. And, and it doesn't, how many of you know the 12, the, the, the 12 disciples were knuckleheads? Just like us. You know, they 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 seriously were. What made them disciples was not their ability to assimilate knowledge. What made them disciples was not not some great intellect that they had. What made them disciples was their willingness to follow and keep following Jesus over a period of time. And you know what? It's a lot easier to follow Him when you think you're doing great than when you've just messed up. But that's the most important time to keep following Him. It's when you've just messed up. And so he's speaking to those who believe. He says, this is about becoming a disciple, and this is the result. Then, then, the result of being Jesus' disciple is ultimately freedom. (sighs) What a beautiful word. What a wonderful word. And it doesn't come in a flash. I mean, occasionally you'll have a an epiphany and you go oh that's what that means and you know and maybe maybe something will change but that's not the MO that's not really how it takes place it it comes over, over time and if god's word is truth and is and if jesus is the logos the the word of god then it makes sense that by following him the result is we will come to know the truth we will come to know the truth John says over in 1 John, what we have touched, what we've looked at, what what our hands have handled, this is what we proclaim to you. This this, this is how we got this stuff. According to what Jesus says here, the more we know of the truth, the more freedom we will experience. And like I say, it it, it comes comes over time. if If you're not patient you can't be a disciple. You can be a groupie. You can be a Jesus groupie. Oh, wow, man, There's this is going to be so great. Let's go get into it. Okay, that's good. But you can't be a disciple. You have to have patience to be a disciple. And there is a litmus test for knowing if you've been doing this or not. Litmus paper is magic. How many of you know that? I mean, it's a piece of paper. You know what? It's and it's a color, and you dip it in something liquid, and you come out, and it's a different color. It's magic. You know, ph. Let, let me. I'm going to give you some secret knowledge here. Ph in the mirror is H P. Litmus paper. Was invented by Harry Potter. That's false fact. Yeah, really not true. Yeah, really wasn't. But I mean, it's it's magic because and and you can't really. I mean, if it, if you if you put it in and it comes out and it's this color, you can't say, well, it's that, but that's wrong. Nope, that's what it is. You know, well, the Bible gives us a litmus test to know if we've been walking in the truth or not. It gives us a litmus test. It's over in 1 John chapter 3. It says this, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in His presence. This is how we know. When I was younger, I used to think that my understanding of truth was more important than people. Some of you may be there now. I used to think that my understanding of what the truth was was more important than the people I was dealing with. You, you got to come here. uh I knew how to love with words and with speech. Here, I didn't know how to love with actions and in truth. As I've gotten older and held to the truth as much as I I, I can, some some days I do a little better job of it than others. I've come to realize that truth, and and this is. I'm getting ready to say something profound, okay? So I hope this ends up on Instagram. Uh, truth is not basically a, a term to be learned. It is a life to be lived. Sure. I was going to anyway. Truth is not basically a term to be learned. It's a life to be lived. That's, that's what it's really about. And as, and as I've learned more about how to, how to live that life toward others, as I've learned to forgive their faults, as, I, as I've learned to see their worth, I have discovered forgiveness for my own faults. I've discovered a true sense of my own worth as I've been able to extend it to others. That's that's really where... uh, Another word for that process is freedom. It's freedom. Truth sustains us in our battles. It sustained Jesus in in His greatest battle. It was was the powerful, sustaining thing in His battle for for us. and And it is in our life. The battle for life. The battle of life in a culture that specializes in debasing life, in, in a culture that specializes in, in, in cheapening life to, to a consumer or a statistic or, a, or an advocate or, or an opponent. It's, it's kind of that that's, that's where our culture tends to take life. And we need something to sustain us in that battle against that. I see a number of people speaking of Instagram because that's where I get most of my news these days. But I see I see a number of people uh, openly addressing their struggles, you know, emotional struggles and mental struggles and things. And I'm and I'm certainly I mean I, I don't make light of that. They're very real and and it takes courage to do that and it's cathartic and 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 that that's helpful. I'm I'm okay. With them doing that, but my heart goes out to them uh, because the, the struggle that they're having and the, the, the way they're attempting to struggle against it uh, is often grounded in a lack of worth, and, and, the, and the way that they're going about it, the model that they're using to attack it is self is self-help, self-love, I've got to learn to love myself. You know, I need to get up each morning and go, you know, I'm a good person. You know, I, I, I need to keep telling myself how much worth I have. I need to keep telling myself, you know, that's, I'm okay. You know, that's, that's good. And like I say, my heart goes out to them because that helps. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that some, helps some for a while, but it's not the answer. It's not this it's not the it's not the cure it's not the solution God loves you Christ died for you nothing can separate you from God's love all of those things are truth all of those things are true but in order for them to become truth in your life in order for them to get from here to everything in your life you have to become a disciple. You have to become a disciple. You have to hold to His teaching in your life. Love others in truth, in action. See, it's uh, the, the solution isn't for me to go, well, you know, look at myself. I'm not really all that bad. I mean, you know, what do you think, huh? I mean, you know, this is... <laughs> I, I, no, no, put your camera down. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not really all that bad. I mean, there's really some good. That's not how you that's not how you, you win that battle. You win that battle by turning outward. See, the enemy turns inward. God always turns outward. His focus is always outward. And in so doing your heart will find rest in His presence. It's what the Word says, and His Word is truth. And that truth will sustain you as you fight your battles.